Did you ever send like a, a thank you gift or anything to Kingsbury at Texas Tech for not offering <laughs> Baker's scholarship after walking on, earning the starting job, and winning six games? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? I uh, I've gotten to know Cliff pretty well through our head coaches' meetings and whatnot. In fact, I happened to be in Phoenix uh, maybe a month and a half ago or so, and uh, we hung out there for an afternoon, or you know, with my wife and I. And uh, anyhow. Um, no, I've, uh, he knows I appreciate him very much. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, no doubt. I mean, what Baker did here is just so special and, and, uh, you know, I just, how infectious his personality is and was and, and, uh, all the, you know, all the players just love playing with them, you know, but being out there on the field with them as well. Ah, Coach Stoops joined us earlier in the show talking about Baker. And Coach Stoops is going to be around for the Mayfield statue unveiling. And, uh, yeah, Kingsbury. I think I think the whole university should send a Oh, are a you kidding you. me? It totally changed. I, you know what? It allowed Bob to probably ride off in the sunset the way that he did. I, I don't think that that's yeah. unfair to say. It you know, got you out of the rut that you were in. Baker did I, – I, I'll, I'll still throw him up against any quarterback that's ever played here, but in terms of impactful, I don't – there's been few that can hang with that guy, man. They, yeah. they needed that type of player – that guy that had his type of spirit, intensity, they needed all that at that time, and they got it. They, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And OU would have been back at some point, okay? Like, OU wasn't just going to fade off and be a 7-5, and 6-6 six and six football team. That wasn't going to happen, but the reason why they were able to rebound from 2014 back to the playoff in 2015 is they had that dude, man. They had a dude like Baker. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, should we you can pay I think I saw this you can pay to have like an organized photo shoot in front of the statue oh I know what we're doing for our Christmas card this year yeah huh. should, should we pay and, and go make a thanks cliff sign and dude I, I, I will pay for it like <laughs> you taking a picture with me we only do that not that I want to a lot uh, but it only happens if we're forced to do so for station purposes. I will, uh, yeah, I'll pay just to see you have to squirm taking a picture. We should. I know you hate him. Around the station, there's been uh, Mark the Picture Guy does a great job taking photos. He's got tons of all uh, the great Sooner athletes that have come through, and we've got some really good yeah, artwork do, that's man. that's been going up. We should. We should take the picture, thanks Cliff with a K, in front of the Heisman uh, statue, get it made up real nice into one of these big print-offs with the canvas, and uh, send it out to Arizona, to Cliff, as a nice nice I'm, gesture. Hey, I'm, I'm free. Uh, what, we're on the air at 11.30, you're on the air at 11.30, I'm on the air at 12.30, I got time, bud, I'll... Yeah. I'll meet you at around 9 a.m. just <laughs> for that special occasion. Let's do I'll it. I'll do anything for a like or a, we a retweet. Hey, I understand that Mahomes was on campus and all that, but, dude, you just – you got to keep that guy on campus. I mean, that, that is just a – that is a huge mistake. Huge mistake. He probably he probably thought he was going to go to TCU or something. Well, I, it, does it matter? 
I, you give the guy a scholarship so he you won't have to play against him for three more years. Give him a scholarly and bench him, right? My favorite, I've told you this, I think, several times, but my favorite Baker Mayfield moment was probably in 2014. They do the scoreboard update during the football games, and that was the day that Tech was just getting pummeled by Arkansas in Lubbock. Arkansas ran for like 450 yards that day, and Baker's pointing up at the Jumbotron just laughing as his uh, old team is just getting just destroyed on its own field. That's That's when I knew, all right, this guy's a dude. That's funny. Uh, I don't know what my favorite Baker Mayfield moment is. Uh, I really like when he hit the TCU player in the helmet with the football. It's a heck of a throw, by the way. Great throw. I loved the Kansas, uh, the crotch grab. Uh, if you can make a game against Kansas that enjoyable and that entertaining, uh, that means you're you're really special. That was awesome. The Ohio State flag plant was awesome. Um, even though they lost the game, the the back and forth, the game against Georgia was awesome. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, and, and that's you know kind of my big point when people want to say, and not a lot of people do, but oh come on, man. I mean Baker was great, but I don't know if he's the best in school history. And my rebuttal to that has always been, well, you know what? He may have had the two worst defenses in OU history. And one year he was able to win a Sugar Bowl in a conference championship, and the other he had a 31-14 lead on Georgia, knock on the on the door of a national championship game. Like yeah. there's not, I don't other than Kyler Murray, man, I don't know if there's ever been a, an OU quarterback who's accomplished more with less of a defense. Like you have to factor that in when you rank Baker Mayfield uh, amongst the greats. Because if he had the 2000 defense. Or the 1985 defense? What are we talking about? Of course he wins a national championship. But he got really close, and he didn't have anything that resembled any of the great defenses here. Yeah. But I will still say it over and over. The defense got the stops they needed to get late in that game to win it. Uh, yeah, they got, well, the stop. Did they get another Two. stop outside of the uh, scoop and score by Stephen Parker? Yeah, they they got the scoop and score, kicked it off, and got, I think, a three and out and got us the ball back. Mm. And yeah. that's whenever we went on the drive that ultimately failed with the Jets. sweep okay, situation. Okay, well, the, yeah, the OU defense got the stops to win. Uh, the Georgia defense got the play calls to win. Speed option to the near side with the backup quarterback uh. and the jet sweeps. Plural sweeps. Are you laying the blame of that football game squarely on the shoulders? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Yes, yes, please. Well, no one else has done that. What? Well, it's not a whole lot of people blame Lincoln Riley for that game. Are you sure? Once you ask the text line here, I bet you'll be surprised. We've made fun of it a bunch on this show, but I. The the real thought usually goes right back to the defense because of how many points we gave up. But I still maintain they got big stops whenever they needed it late. I, I love the uh, grade that were or the curve that we're grading them on because there were a few drives or a couple drives by Georgia where there were like one play, seventy five yard drives, which is to hand off up the middle to uh, Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle. Right. 
So, yes, technically the defense did get a couple of stops to, you know, put the offense in great position to go win the game, but they also gave up a – they gave up – Georgia scored more points that night than they had scored at any point all year long. Georgia scores a touchdown uh, to go up 38-31 at the very beginning of the fourth quarter. Two plays. Oh, well, by the way, let me back up a little bit. It's 31-all right before the fourth quarter. Baker throws uh, an interception return for 39 yards to the four-yard line. That was bad. Okay. And then they punch it in in two plays to take a 38-31 lead. So you can't put that on the defense. All right. Touchdown. Offense, three and out. Uh, defense forces a Georgia three and out. Okay. Then our offense goes down and scores 38, 38. All right. It's 38, 38. And with six and a half to go in the fourth quarter, Stephen Parker, 46 yard fumble return for a touchdown to take a what a 45 38 lead yeah I, well I had no idea I was stuck on an elevator with slow people and I rolled down and know you had just scored a touchdown the most maddening experience I've ever had at a football game before right nerds and then we had three and out four and out to close the thing off and uh there was a, a Georgia touchdown in there to tie it I, anyway what, what's the point of this why are we reliving this the uh, point no is one's that really enjoying this right I'm now. not like everyone blames the defense because of the high score in that game, but all I'm saying is the defense in the fourth quarter gave us plenty of opportunities right. to go win the football game. Okay. That's all I'm we saying. We don't have to relive that uh, awful New Year's Day back in uh, 2018. You love that game. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I don't love that game. No. You're, you're telling me that wasn't a great game. It was to a be great at. game. Oh, but that's not, all I'm saying. It's not like I sit around uh, with friends and family and say, oh, God, that Rose Bowl is so, it's great. I, I just, I love yeah, it. you do. I, you know, it's one of my favorite OU games of all time. No. Y- yes, that is exactly I, what you said. I say the Rose Bowl was really cool. I don't, uh, the, the, the stadium and the setting is separate than the game. I keep those two separate. Anyway, whatever. All right. Let's focus on what's going on now. Squib Since kick. you just crapped all over uh, Baker Mayfield week for the second consecutive day. Your boy, uh, your new favorite player on the team, TD Roof. Yeah. He had a comment uh, earlier this week about how he got to OU. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't really believing all your hype on uh, TD Roof and what you had seen in practice mm-hmm. uh, until I just heard his voice for the first <laughs> time, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a dude. He's a player. He'll do just fine here. Yeah, he'll make I, some plays. I like him. Now, ultimately, like I've said, you know, he's limited by some size and um, like like he's 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 not big. He's probably not." 
close to the fastest linebacker, uh, but he plays linebacker exactly how it's supposed to be played. So, yeah, he'll be an asset for sure. Well, um, I'm I'm sure that he's going to be a guy that uh, pops at the spring game on Saturday, huh? We want to go ahead and throw that out there. You want to say TD Roof is your early week MVP for this thing? Uh, huh, that's interesting. Early week MVP. He'll make a bunch of plays. He'll make a bunch of tackles out there. MVP? Mm, I'm not sure about that, but he'll he'll definitely be out there making plays and making moves for sure. Uh, wow, the text that we just got. Um, hmm. Do you want to go ahead and uh, pub that or mention that? Or no, yeah, sure. Okay, here's what I'll say. I'm just going to read the text. I can get you Baker tomorrow, probably around 4.45. Sound good? Well, my response was that would be amazing. So, hopefully, we have uh, Baker Mayfield tomorrow around 4.45. That'd be great. That would be uh, big time. Big time. How about though, How about our lineup this week? Bob today, which Bob was excellent. Yeah. Potentially Baker Mayfield tomorrow. And then okay. on Thursday, we're supposed to have... Joe Washington in the mm-hmm. final hour of the show. Huh? How about that? That's like a OU Mount Rushmore just on its own, those three guys. Well, it doesn't end Thursday, does it? Well, who I mean, do we have Friday? Well, Saturday, there's probably going to be all kinds of people stopping about Jordan by. Evans. That's right. At the postgame show. There you and go. And maybe some others. Dang, look at us, man. Mm-hmm. Making moves. All kinds of good stuff happening. Still, I sure. say the better radio content is to uh, discuss Kyrie Irving and if 50K was uh, too much for him to get How fined. about those playing games, the huh? The playing games, the NBA. God, that just sounds so much better. Draft lottery. Oh, stop it. We've got three first-round picks. What mm, do you think we do with that, them? That sounds awesome, mm, man. I think we package them and trade them, or maybe we look, take a look at the Lithuanian kid that everyone's talking about. Mm. No telling. Really doing it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, TD Roof for MVP of the spring game. Ah, I don't know, maybe. Maybe he has an interception or something, but I think he'll be out there. 18, I can guarantee he blows someone up. He'll have a big hit. Well, I, it seems like, well, I, I say every time you go to practice, all two, you're telling me a story about how it's not even like an undersized running back where he just meets him in the hole. It's like some full-sized offensive lineman yep. that he just – just destroys him off his feet and onto his back. Yep, 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 yep. He's uh, he's stud. I like him, and I think he's he's going to pass on some really good traits and habits to the rest of this crew. I think that's maybe the most important factor. So, uh, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Oh, the single greatest audio clip of the Brent Venables era. 
I don't even know what Lane Johnson said after the first four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard is Brent Venables uh, yelling at Kobe McKenzie. So awesome, man. So awesome. Hey, a, a lot of spring games have already wrapped up across the country, but you got, I think Texas is this weekend, USC is this weekend. And you're seeing all these articles of, well, biggest position battles to watch for, you know, all that. We talk about all the other teams, the position battles that are going on, but not so much what's going on at OU. If we had to say what the biggest position battle ongoing right now on this team is, it's hard to just pinpoint to one, but which one are we looking at as the biggest position battle currently on the team? Biggest because it seems like every battle. position, there's battles outside of quarterback, at least for the starting job. Every other position group, everyone's fighting for a starting job. Probably corner. And who are those guys that are in the biggest position battle? Um, DJ Graham. DJ Graham. Um, Woody Washington. Woody Washington. Oh, gosh. Uh, a couple of newcomers. Jaden Rowe being in there. Uh, I don't. He's not here yet. Well, I mean, he will be. Yeah, he will that. be. Uh, I I guess I just say corner's the biggest because I, wide receiver. There's position battles going on, but I, like to me, eh, it does it really matter. I I feel good. Like whoever ends up winning those spots at wide receiver, I feel like it's going to be like totally fine. Yeah, and, and we got how the first rotation is going to look like that's up for debate but you feel like Mims is going to be in there somewhere and you feel pretty good that Farouk's going to be in there too yeah yeah between Mims Farouk Stoops Wheeze uh Gibson Anderson with the young guys I mean even like some of the the down roster guys like Darby um there's just West there's so many guys that I I'm really not worried about wide receiver but there's position battles going on there um like tied in you could say there's position battles but I think that's more like they're figuring out what roles they're going to have at tied in those guys are all going to play it's kind of the same thing at running back I I think Eric Gray is going to be the guy that gets the most snaps and from that it's like who's going to fill what role behind him Think offensive line. There's there's a couple of position battles. Um, you know, honestly, it might be inside backer as one safety inside backer. You know, inside backer between uh, Stutzman, Aguebu, Witter, Deshaun White, like those guys battling at those those inside spots. Especially for this defense, that would be labeled as a big position battle. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty inside backer is always going to be crucial, but especially for this defense, it's 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 important. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so you can argue every level of the defense, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. You know, D-line is like position battle. I don't know necessarily. Like Redmond and Jordan Kelly are probably your two best players there. There's going to be other rotational guys. Jeff Johnson, uh, the transfer, is going to get time there. Um, well, Robertson, some of those guys, uh, Ellison. There's there's plenty of players there, but Redmond is head and shoulders the best player there. Jordan Kelly is the most consistent player there, and everyone else is just kind of filling a role at this point. Um, defensive end, there's there's some battles going on to to see who the main players are there, but 
Yeah, I think probably inside backer. Uh, Brent Venables had a press conference today. By the way, he uh, sees Saturday as OU's first shot as a game day experience and kind of just excited to see how his team responds to that. Quote, this is your first opportunity to really have a game simulation with a great crowd. We're expecting a great crowd, end quote. So, I, I mean, we hear coaches a lot say, well, yeah, I mean, the fans take a lot out of the spring game, but – you know, we don't necessarily use it as the gospel as to what's going to happen during the season. That's right. understandable, man. It's one practice out of, you know, several. But I, I don't know. I, I really feel that they're going to take this very seriously. Um, not, not that they're going to be out there just, you know, risking dudes' bodies like it's a, a game in mid-October, but they're, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna go hard, man. They're, they're going to play hard. Um, it seems like it's going to be a pretty highly competitive game for a spring game anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the feeling I get. Um, I think you'll, especially the first half. Second half is probably going to be fairly quick. Probably like roll the clock pretty fast and and uh, get in and out of there with a pretty decent pace after the the Heisman unveiling for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I bet they wrap up the second half in, in yeah, some decent that's, time. that's pretty standard for the spring yeah. game. As the second half gets here, you've seen what you needed to see. You you get that bad boy rolling pretty quick. I, I'm just uh, – I, I just hope that he's running around the field chewing people out on Saturday. I think I speak for everyone on that. Yeah, I I would expect him to to still be coaching full speed ahead. I You know, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be any – pulling off the reins on anything like he may not just absolutely lay into anyone but he'll be vocal yeah I mean there's a chance if you're sitting you know close enough to the sideline that you're definitely gonna hear him even with the 40 mile per hour wind gust that might be happening on Saturday yeah he'll definitely be the loudest guy there he's got one speed man I, I just don't think that he's gonna be sitting back calm cool and reserved the entire like he's gonna be he'll be out there coaching you'll you'll hear him and see him Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Britt Venables earlier today, Dylan Gabriel going to play for both the red and white team. They're going to split up the two squads as evenly as humanly possible. So that's what you have to look forward to on Saturday. Want to give away a couple of spring game tickets here? Why not? Yeah. Right? Might as well. All right, so I have an article via on3.com. They have the top ten teams in terms of winning percentage this century. So that is since 2000. Mm -hmm. it, whoever texts me... Who is in? Who's one, two, three on this list? 
in no particular order. You don't have to get it exactly right. But tell me who's one, two, and three in college football this century in terms of winning percentage. You'll get two tickets to the spring game. This Can I take though. a guess at it? Um, give a few seconds for the text to roll in. Uh, I'll, I'll start at the bottom. How about this? At 10 is TCU. Well, Surprised? No. They spent a lot of time in a crap conference. I know, but they spent a lot of time with crap records in the Big 12 conference, too. They, they, they really loaded up, though, in the yeah. 2000 to 2011. Yeah, they loaded up for sure in the Mountain West uh, before floating through. I'll tell you who's not in the top ten. That would be the University of Texas. Uh, okay, we got the correct answer, so you can guess. Okay, my guess is at number one, the University of Oklahoma. Uh, no, that's wrong. It's not? Nuh-uh. Oh, man. My top three was Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio that's State. The, that's the right teams. So, Ohio State one. Yep. Oklahoma two. Yep. Alabama three. That's right. Wow. OU has a 239-53 and 53 record this century. 818 winning percentage. Ohio State has an 836 winning percentage. Ohio State has, what, uh, five... Four fewer wins. Actually, OU has more wins. OU has more wins than anyone on this list, uh, but they just have more losses than Ohio State. OU has 53 losses. Ohio State has 46. So OU has the most wins uh, this this century. That's weird. How have they played that many more games? Uh, conference champ. The Big Ten didn't play a conference title for a while. Uh, that okay. has to be it. Yeah. You know? Yep, 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 yep. Well, Ohio State. Here's an interesting observation I had, though. Ohio State's one, uh, OU's two. Then we get to Alabama's at three. Yeah. Georgia is at four, LSU being at five. So three out of the top five are SEC schools. And there's just this thought that, well, you go into the SEC and you can have some elite years, sure, but you're going to have some really lean years as well. 22 years is a pretty good sample size, and that's a good sample size because that's the time before they were the elite conference, Yeah. but every year that they have been an elite conference since I would probably say 2007. So those numbers do prove that you can be in the SEC and have the best winning percentage in the sport over a 22-year period. I mean, programs like LSU and Georgia have been able to do it over the past 20-plus years. That's your top five. Well, who's number six? Uh, Clemson. <sighs> who's number seven? Oregon. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Who's next? Or uh, USC. Okay. There, there. The top seven. Oklahoma is the only one in the top seven that hasn't played in a national championship wow. game in Thank the you for that. in the BCS era. Well, they well not not the BCS, the college play, football playoff, playoff era. era. Yep. All of those schools have. And everyone has won one. Except it, Oregon. Except Oregon. That stinks. Thanks you for that uh, depressing note. Hey, I'm just telling that. you. No, okay? thank you for that. Because the narrative out there is that, oh, well, yeah, of course Oklahoma is is number two on the list. They've in the, been in the Big 12. They're just stacking wins in a weak conference, but when they get up there with the big boys, they can't hack it. Nine was Wisconsin, ten was TCU. Here's the uh, the bottom ten this century. Uh, Iowa State is at number ten. They're one twenty two and one fifty one. 
Rutgers at 9, Arizona at 8, Syracuse at 7, Colorado, what happened at 6, Illinois at 5, Indiana at 4, Vandy at 3, Duke at 2. Want to guess number one? KU. Anyone? KU. Uh, they've won 80 games in 22 years. That's seven fewer than the next closest team, Duke. Pretty wow. pathetic. Wow, wow, wow. Kansas won 12 games in 07 and 8 in 08. That means 25% of their wins this century came in those two years. Uh, Big 12 has two on that list, two teams in the bottom 10. That's not good. It's not good. Uh, And I know that the Big 10 does as well, but – you know, we've only got 10 teams. Past 10 seasons, the past decade, Bama's got the best winning percentage, just 13 losses with 128 wins in the past Woo. decade. Crazy. Ohio State's at two. Clemson's at three. OU is at four, right there neck and neck with Georgia. Notre Dame is at six. Wisconsin at seven. Oregon at eight. LSU at nine. Oh. Oklahoma State yeah, at number 10. I thought Oklahoma State may crack in there several 10-win seasons in there and zero Big 12 championships. You know, well, it, they got the one in, I guess, was 2011 would count in the yeah, last decade. The, the the team that sticks out to me in the past decade and in the past century that's in the top 10 is, is Wisconsin. They've racked up a lot of wins but really haven't won you know, anything of note. They haven't been to a college football playoff game. They haven't played in a national championship game. Like well, They're kind the of the kings of winning nine, ten games every single year. Here's the reason. Buzz through those teams again real quick. In the past decade? Yeah. Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, OU, Georgia, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Oregon, LSU, OSU. Everyone on that list has had a amazing quarterback that either won the Heisman or was right there in the race. Every one of those teams, except for Wisconsin. I mean, they had Russell Wilson for a year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that was pre-playoff and everything, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. They've never had elite quarterback play, but they've had some guys. Like, Scott Tolzien, I think, was in Green Bay as Aaron Rodgers' backup. I'm not trying to tell you he's elite. Tolzien. I'm just telling you that they've actually at least had some dudes that have been in the NFL. They haven't been total bums there. They've had some guys who can play a little bit. You just threw Tolzien He was a backup quarter. He played for the Packers, okay? They haven't all been bums. They've had some good running backs, though. Tolzien. Wow. Which doesn't support your argument. That's why you're crapping on it. No, it is I, a bad I think last that name. Is it a, is a bad last name. It's actually totally a great that. example of my argument whenever asked – to put up a name for Wisconsin at quarterback, you throw Tolzien. I threw up Russell Wilson first. Yeah, I yeah, guess. I, I tossed that one. I guess. Just I, a future Pro Bowler, no big deal. We we skipped over that one. Well, yeah, I'll skip over Russell Wilson, but I'm just going to sit right there on Tolzien. The uh, crappiest uh, in the past 10 years, uh, of course, KU's number one mm-hmm. at, at 18 wins in the past decade. They are 21 wins behind the next team, Illinois, at number two. Illinois has 39 wins. KU has 18. Uh, Here's how bad it is. I'm shocked that they've won 18 games in 10 years. (laughs) Shocked. How did we win 18? That means they've had had multiple uh, years where they've won more than one game. I I didn't know that that had happened. Arkansas is in the uh, bottom 10 here. 
which makes me kind of happy. Yeah. Well, there's a couple teams in the bottom there that have recently turned things around. Iowa State won a Fiesta Bowl recently, right? Uh, Indiana had that one nice year. Um, yeah, I think uh, Tolzien played quarterback for his junior year. <laughs> well, is that, is that it? Is that the only two that you can find on here? I thought you were about to rattle off four or five, but nope, someone just stopped it. Iowa well, State and uh, Indiana. Well, I'm saying that Kansas has no signs of turning. Like, even Rutgers has signs of improved play. Not like they're going to compete for winning the Big Ten or anything, but signs of improved play. Uh, by the way, uh, 60-49 was the uh, winner on the text line. People are asking, did I win? If your number ends in 60-49, you did. 60-49. Good stuff. All right. So the the top ten, I mean, the, the teams at the top have always been the team at the top mostly, but OU this past century, they um, – I, I mean, you had to put it that bluntly, but yes, they've – Got the second highest winning percentage, but no natty to to show for it here in the uh, playoff era. I know it. Uh, And the crazy thing is, is our list of quarterbacks, you know, over the last 20 years, probably at least as good, maybe the best of that entire list, right? Yeah. Uh, What did I say? Kansas has 18 wins. In the last decade. In the last decade. Alabama has six national titles uh, this century, so they're uh, a, a title for every third win yes, of Kansas. Basically, that's great, amazing. Uh, maybe Alabama wins a championship every year. Kansas has a multi uh, multi win season. Uh, notice that whether it was a century or it was a decade, no uh, no mention of uh, Texas. Though I am surprised that they weren't listed in the bottom ten of this decade. Like, I, I kid around at that, but I thought that there was a chance that they might at least be at number ten. Didn't they have three, five, and seven They seasons? had a five and seven in 2010. They had a five and seven last year. And I think they had a five and seven in Charlie Strong's last season, I want to say. So, yeah, I think they've... I thought Herman had – did Herman not have a 5-7? and seven? Hermanator, maybe he did. I I think there's three, though. Yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. I th- This list is I, – I don't know. I say it's going to dramatically change in the next decade with all the moving of conferences, but probably not, honestly. At this point, if you're an, exta- an established program, um, you're probably going to be in this top ten. But how far uh, OU moves up or moves down or stays the same will be – Kind of the interesting part of that graphic in in the next decade. Did I see something, like maybe a blip or a headline go by yesterday that perhaps there's some big stuff about to come out on, uh, uh, like, reconstructing some of the conferences or something like that? Did you happen to see anything yesterday? No. Okay. Reconstructing some of the conferences. Or just mean? like movement of teams within within conferences, like realignment stuff. Uh, could have just been seeing things. You know every now and then I make stuff up. Um, That's possibly what happened. Uh, the only thing I've seen today regarding conferences is via the athletic, uh, athletic Washington State President Kirk Schultz has emerged as a strong candidate to become the Big 12's next commissioner. Yeah. But apparently there is debate – 
over how good of a job the opening actually is. Uh, According to a source to The Athletic, quote, I don't see a high-level AD wanting to attack what's what's about to happen in the Big 12 right now. Yeah. Um, I... I can agree with that to a certain degree, but someone will attack that. They'll get paid a lot of money. Uh, would you like to hear something that'll make you happy? Uh, sure. Since the year 2010, Texas has four five and seven seasons so, okay. and a six and seven. So Herminator must have had one too. They had back to back five and seven seasons in 2015 and 2016, mm. both Charlie Strong years. Uh, Herminator did not. He had have, a six and seven though, right? His first year, he lost to Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. Uh, and that's when uh, Bielema said beating Texas was borderline erotic. They were seven and six. Mm. He went. He went seven and six, ten and four, eight and five, seven and three. So twenty twenty one last year, five and seven, uh, fifteen and sixteen, five and seven, twenty ten, five and seven, and twenty fourteen. They were six and seven. Best job in America, and lost Woo! in the lost in the Texas Best Bowl. Best job year. in America. What a great place that is. Charlie Strong cesspool. Six and seven, five and seven, five and seven. Whoo! I can't believe he lasted three years. Wild. Yeah, that loss to Kansas really uh, did him in that uh, that third year. Yeah. He beat OU. Uh, what was his twenty fifteen? He beat OU at that five and seven team. Wow. Uh, did OU? Killed them in 14, right? Or was that 13? Uh, uh, or did they lose in 14? They lost in 13. 14, OU won. 14 is the most, I don't know if it's the most unique OU Texas game I've ever gone to, but that was the year Texas was really struggling that year coming in. OU had to make some plays late to win, and walking out, it was as if OU had lost the game and Texas had won the game. Was you, that like you remember the game that where Devontae Freeman was running all over the place? No. Um, I think Zach Sanchez had a pick six in 2014, which ended up being a big play. But OU did not play well that day. It, I don't know. Like It was, it was a weird feel in the fairgrounds after that one. Mm. 13 was when uh, Josh Heupel refused to run Blake Bell, and uh, OU lost to Texas. Yeah. Remember, that's the last time a team has won by – was it won by double digits in the game? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Right. And Texas won by 16. Until that 5 and 7 in 2010, they had nine uh, 10 win or better seasons in a row. So it has fallen off. They've, they've only had one 10 win season since that 2009 13 and 1. And that year had four losses, right? Uh, the yeah, Bowl yeah, year. yeah, yeah. 10 and 4. 10 and 4. That's right. Only 10 win seasons since the 2009 year. Wow. Amazing. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final segment is next. All right, final segment of the day, closing it up on this Tuesday. Sounds like we just might have Baker Mayfield 
on the show tomorrow, so we'll keep you updated with that one. That one would be a whole lot of fun. Teddy will be too scared to ask him about Lincoln Riley, so uh, as always, it'll be up to me to ask the tough questions to Baker Mayfield, but I'll handle it. What are you going to ask? What was it like when Lincoln left to go to USC? That's what I'll probably ask. No, I'll ask a variation. I don't know. I'll, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'll ask it, but I'll somehow ask it. Sure. Maybe ask it like, do you think the Deshaun Watson to Cleveland deal happened in one evening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, well, I don't know. Management told me it just he slept on it over. They slept on it overnight and made the decision the next day. And Deshaun, it was the first time Deshaun Watson had talked to any other team. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like we're going to get a scathing quote from him. He's he's going to be ready for, for that question yeah, and, if it comes his way. Until you try and back him into a corner where he's got nowhere else to go. Oh, yeah. My bad for getting the show on ESPN, on CBS, SportsCenter, every major outlet in the country. Sorry about that. No, you you're think right. I care about being on ESPN? Those liberal network at ESPN. You probably did hate Last it. thing I want... By the way, did they uh, get any royalties uh, yep, sure. sent our way? They, they did, just they did mention like uh, like our station blurb like at the bottom of those. Yeah, no no payment whatsoever. They just used our yeah, content. No stealing content from everyone across the world. That's all ESPN does. What a scam! But no, it's going to be fun to have him on. Uh, I wonder when do you think he gets in town Friday. Um, ooh, man, he's got so much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, early in the day Friday, most likely. I cannot stop watching this video of after the Alabama spring game. I guess. Oh, dude, is, is that not awesome? The team that lost was not supposed to be able to eat dessert like cake or something. And one of the players tries to hand a piece of cake to a player on the losing team. And Nick Saban's like, no. Not having it. I love that. I, I, I mean, I, I love that. I respect that. I admire it. It's just, you know, some people roll their eyes and say, okay, like a guy they getting say a, it doesn't matter. A right? guy getting a piece of cake does not determine whether you win the national championship or not. Okay, that single action doesn't, but it's just the point, man. He's won all these titles. He's been on the job forever. But it's always not good enough. You always ha- everyone goes by the same standard. I just I well, I love that. I love it. it. Everything matters. Everything matters, and you don't just make a rule and not hold it. Not hold that standard there, right? You got to hold everyone to the rule. We're not just going to make up rules and then, oh, ha, 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 it's all fun and games. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone gets cake. We're just joking. No, we made a rule. We're sticking by it. Be a man of your word. I, I love like it. it. It's awesome. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Text line was awesome. As always, you guys drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Thank you to Pacifico. Go have a cold one.